and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. We talk about the do-do's and don't do's. And don't do's. Of? Personalized. Learning. Oh, that was good. We did not even rehearse that. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to uh, talk about some, some more studies that we found in that Edutopia article from Oh, at this point, it's like over a month ago uh, that yeah. we started doing these. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, project-based learning. Yes, project-based learning. So this was, um, I don't remember what number this was on the list. But number nine. It's the last nine. Number nine. Yep, number, number nine. nine. But it's the last one of the three that clearly, <laughs> very clearly and directly back up um our thoughts feelings and beliefs about personalized learning absolutely um do you want to you want to give us a little summary or you want me to do it well this one i i will i guess and okay. and uh, chime in where, you, where you've got this but the the headline from Edutopia was that new research makes a powerful case for pbl yeah uh which is good because it, it goes on to say there's not really a lot of research behind it to begin with no there's not because it's really hard to study that. Exactly, exactly. And that, and I've got some questions about this. And obviously. measure that, yeah, maybe right. measure it more it's specifically. More, yeah. it, that's right, it's more measuring it. And they, they do have some, some, some things you need to think about first and before just jumping into it, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but it really talks about the studies uh, that over 6,000 students in 114 schools across the nation and the, the result is from Edutopia's article says, it provides evidence that a well-structured project-based approach boosts learning for a wide range of students. And that yeah. wide range of students turns out to be basically everybody. It, regardless of reading level, reg- these, yeah. these are some of the points they make, regardless of reading level, regardless of socioeconomic status. Right, so, so it, very exciting. Yeah. And at the same time, they're, is a huge caveat right what's the, the huge caveat well structured oh that's not the one i thought you were going to say well structured really? i don't mind that caveat i think that caveat makes sense oh no what? That, that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that's and it needs to be there yeah however i see a lot of project-based stuff oh that is not well structured. poorly structured <laughs> so there's a yeah. big difference between good project-based learning and bad project-based learning so, yes. and we'll, uh, we'll get into some of the other things I want to talk about later, but what, what did you think I was going to say about the, my little caveat for that sentence? Oh, okay. That, that the, the two of these studies were funded by, um, is it, was it, it's the George Lucas, Lucas education, education research. research, which funds Edutopia. Oh, so that stuff never bothers me. Okay. I, cool. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't. I mean, it's educational research. You know, it's it's the money's got to come from somewhere. It does. It does have to come from somewhere. Um, right on. It doesn't. I appreciate that they pointed it out. I think it's more Absolutely. of an issue when they don't, when people don't put that right out there, right? Say I would. I would also say that Edutopia is not a project-based learning shill. No, it is not. Right. It's trying to just put out good practices and resources and that sort of thing. If yeah. it was like 
this Edutopia is like fully based on project-based learning. And hey, look, we've got some studies now that says it works. So we're right. all good. Um, so I don't, I don't care about that at all because it's not that type of a thing where it, there's no conflict of interest in my opinion. Right on. Okay, cool. Right on. Uh, the other thing I want to highlight is that it was high school and elementary school. So there were two different studies. Like one that. looked at high school, one looked at elementary, which I appreciate a lot. Yeah, I did. As we get further into that, um, it really talks about that specific difference that high school, a lot of people, you can, you can kind of figure it'd be easier. The kids are older, they're more mature, a little more independent. Of course you could do it at high school, but what about, but what about, but yeah. what about, and it turns out, no, nope, doesn't matter. No. And it could do, can we do, should we just jump in and talk let's a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay, it. Okay. So the first one, the other great thing about this is that it was done in AP classes. I know. I was, <laughs> when I was reading that as a former AP teacher, I was like very intrigued right off the bat. It's like, oh, they went in a much different direction than I thought they were going to. Yeah, me too. I was really amazed. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um, so I, I think another thing I want to highlight about both these studies, incredibly well-structured. They are your classical type experiment with control and treatment group and randomized um, uh, placement into the groups, which you have to read. It's a little complicated how that actually works when you're talking about schools and students, but they did it and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yay, that's great. I have to say, because, because education is mostly about studying humans, um, it isn't always easy to get a, a study set up that way to a gold, no, to that gold standard. Is you're right. It's good? usually, it usually tends to be just observational studies of right. what is actually happening, which doesn't have that correlation. Yeah. Control and variable. Yeah. You, you don't have any of that. So, uh, yeah. Amazing that they got into that. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. Good, good for them. them. All right. So the AP was two specific courses, AP environmental sciences and AP us government and politics. Boom. Oh, so good that they took the, I mean, I have to say, I feel like a lot of people feel like project-based learning is a little bit of a duh for science. Um, it's interesting. I do. I do. Okay. Uh, and I think people struggle with, I think people want to see it in social studies, but fall down, fall flat with it in social studies a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was really happy to see this. Um, they had a, they followed a very uh, prescriptive might not, but standard model. So the treatment, right? The people that got, that are in the treatment group, mm -hmm. they all had the same curriculum, which is developed by, um, a particular group. I don't remember who it is that wrote this. It's open source though. So anyone can go see it. Mm -hmm. um, they used that and they got specific, the same kind of professional development before they implemented the units. And I think during the year in which were the two years in which they were doing this. Um, so that's great. Okay. And, and then the control group just got what was there was a really funny term that they used it made me it made me chuckle but they basically got like whatever professional learning was going to happen anyway okay uh, Matt you talk a little bit I want to go find what they called it okay uh well so one of the things that they did uh instead of usually the the sit and get is what AP is pretty famous for usually because yeah. there's a ton of stuff in AP classes 
Um, so the one about the AP government class that they're talking about, they did a simulation of an electoral caucus yes. rather than just reading about cases. Uh, but it says the students to studied historic cases, then took on real world roles and argued those cases in a mock court. So they had reporters and they had people design campaign ads and stump speeches to support their case. So they got really all the different aspects of it rather than just going through a bunch of, in this case, Supreme Court cases. You just read about it. Here's the result. Here's what happened after. Uh, they really got, got into it by acting as actual people uh, in those particular cases. So great. So great. Okay, so they call it business as usual support for control teachers. Oh, <laughs> interesting. That's a great, I don't know why that's one. tickling me so, but it is. <laughs> that's super funny. I like that. I like that. Uh, and the 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 um, the materials they're using are called Knowledge in Action (KIA), um, and it is open source, so anyone can go get it. Probably you have to pay for the professional development that would go with it, but that makes sense usually how that works. <laughs> That's how that works. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. So the social studies one, oh, it was so cool. Okay. And so then what did they find? Mm -hmm. So What's they were looking for uh, pass rates, first of all, right. on the test. And it turned out the people, the kids that were in the project-based AP classes outperformed those in the traditional AP classes by about eight percentage points. Whoa, that's, that's statistically significant. Nice, nice use of language there. That's, and that is, that's a lot of, that's a lot of kids when, remember the sample for this is like a thousand something kids. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> that's exciting. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Um, so what was one of, what was one of the other ones that I'm reading here? So I'm flipping through. The elementary one? The elementary one. Do you want to flip to that or do you have anything else about the environmental science one? Um, no, the environmental science one was just, it seemed like just kind of what I would picture, right? A very hands-on field-based experience, right. you know, right. with, with clear parameters, clear questions as you can use. So like different than a simulation, right? A simulation is one kind of project-based mm -hmm. learning. The environmental studies one was a little more open in the sense that there weren't specific roles the kids were playing, the students were playing, or like um, less, less. Um, I don't want to use the word scripted, but less scaffolded perhaps. Like yeah. a simulation usually can only go so many ways. Right. 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 It's just the way that it's organized. In this yeah. particular case, um, the example they gave was instead of instead of just acting like simulation and learning about, you know, text and all that sort of thing, they actually visited farms nearby right. and started right. learning about all the different aspects of it, where they started asking themselves questions about where they fit in and how the community fits in and how do, how do they expand that, um, which is a really cool idea. So they're actually in, they're actually doing something but you're right. It's less. It's less structured. Yeah. I think structured isn't quite the right word. But no, it's not. It's not. It's no, simulated. But... Is the word. <laughs> like yeah. It's... it's. 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 You're not going down a specific path. Right. They're still right. learning about all the things that they need to learn, just yeah. in a slightly different way. Yeah. So also super exciting how, yeah. how that was happening. All right. Do you want to switch to the elementary one? Um. Sure. So the the elementary one. Um, 
it's it was a science class again and um this one focused more on it's it's a curriculum design called multiple literacies in project-based learning um and looks like it's it's set up kind of like you would expect any project-based there's there's like a, a big question that the learners are answered uh -huh. same type of research study set up where uh you know the treatment group gets gets the the units or the all get the same units or materials whatever you want to call it all get the same kind of professional development professional learning the teachers not not in the treatment groups don't get they just get the whatever standard professional learning that they were going to get business as usual yeah business as usual exactly um it doesn't tell you uh, the 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 paper I'm looking at does not go in depth really about what the experiences were. Um, mm -hmm. I right. think there I'm I'm looking at kind of just like the high level summary of it. You, I didn't pull up the in depth one, which mm -hmm. you might get that in the depth one, like what the actual projects were, other than just right. science. Um, and uh, it was. So 23 treatment schools, 23 control schools, a total control schools, a total of 2,371 third graders. It's a lot, it's of, a kids. lot of kids. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. Um, and they used the NGSS Next Generation Science Standards mm -hmm. uh, to a test test items were aligned so they had it they they took a test that's how they measured at the end sure. a test yep um yeah which makes which makes sense you have to measure it somehow that's how you, that's how you do it right so, so what they found that across the across the board uh reading levels of learners who were in the treatment were higher mm -hmm. in every in every quintile Every quick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I gave, give me that look. Uh, yeah. yeah, usually by, I'm looking at usually like eight to 10 points higher, um, higher test scores, uh, eight to 10 points higher in every single percentile. Yep. Which is a ton and at the same time, very consistent. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I was expecting like maybe, Maybe uh, struggling readers have to uh, will gain a little bit more because of what they're doing, uh, but no, it's pretty much across the board from you know if the from the lowest percentile kids uh, yeah. to the absolute highest, they gained about eight to ten points. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. That's so, amazing. So, so it, yeah, so the, you know, it's it's really neat to see. Um, what we know, like what so many of us have known to be true anecdotally, right? And just from professional experience to see it play out in well-controlled studies. It's good, it's a good thing. Again, and the, the thing is about the projects, it needs to be well-structured. Well-structured. And, and the cool part about this study article that I'm reading, the very next article tells you about a simple effective framework for PBL. So it yeah. gives you, actually, I was reading it and I'm like, ah, oh, but well-structured is like the most difficult part to make, to really think about what, what kids are learning through this project and then be able yeah. to measure it at the end. 
And then I get through the article and the very next article is, oh, by the way, here's a, here's a framework for you. Here's uh, a framework. Yeah, it's called, uh, and I, uh, one reason I like this in particular is just, it's called the Framework for High Quality Project-Based Learning, uh, which you can just you know download and look at. The part that I like best is um, what it says about it, about the project. Uh, at the present time, there's a lack of agreement about what makes a PBL, PBL experience truly high quality. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. This framework describes PBL in terms of the student experience. Yes. Oh, perfect. 100%. Yeah. I love that more than this is how teachers, you set this up and this yeah. is what kids are going to do. It's like, no, you're looking at it from the other way. So this is what kids are going to be doing. Yeah. This is how you should be thinking about it, which again, doesn't that part just make perfectly obvious sense, yes. but that's not the way we do things a lot of times yes. in education. Right. So already I like that. And we'll, we'll have links to all of these in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but I, it, it, I like it so much because it answered the question that I had in the very next article. It's like, it's like they knew what they were doing when they were setting up those articles. In they a row. thought about it. They thought hmm. about it a little bit when hmm. they, they put that page together. Very but, impressive. But yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's super, it's, it isn't just the high quality framework. It's professional development right. also. Right. Right. You know, I, the, yeah, the best way to make sure any change in instruction happens is to have professional learning. Agreed. So um, it doesn't necessarily matter what the framework is, as long as it's True. good, as long as it follows some, you know, and maybe we'll lay those out next week, kind of like, what are the things that make a for, you know, even though there's lack of clarity around what it means, what are the things that make for a good project-based learning framework? Because there's lots of different models that you right. could use. So I think as long as you have a model that focuses on learning outcomes and student agency, and you have professional learning around it, you're on the right path to seeing the kinds of gains that this research, research showed is possible. So I like that. So next week, we're going to talk about some of these different uh, different frameworks yeah. And see where the commonalities are. Yeah. And my assumption is that 85, 90% of all the frameworks are going to be about the same. That's yeah. with zero so. research, but it's totally off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah. doesn't that make sense? That it does. I think it's going to be like terminology might be some I of the differences. Totally agree. Totally <laughs> this agree. This is the word we use. This is the word they use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That might be things like that. That's going to be a fun episode next week. Yeah. I can already tell. Let me get. So well, you can find us and react to us and let us know what you think. Uh, pretty much everywhere you see P Learn MC, whether it's yep. Facebook or Twitter. Uh, really, that's about it. Yeah. We don't yeah, have so we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> oh, our website. Oh. God, we have a website <laughs> and a parking lot. So you can do that too. I knew there was a third one somewhere and I knew it wasn't TikTok. So no, no. Lord, no. Uh, so if you have uh, things to say, uh, please let us know. And uh, we'll respond to that right on the pod uh, whenever that happens. So with that, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.